right, hello there, and welcome to the very first, the inaugural episode of the Hard Call Ministries podcast. My name is Mike Moriarty. I'm going to be one of your hosts, and with me is a very dear friend and brother in Christ, Mike Quintus. Mike, how are you today? Doing great. How's it going, Mike? It is going good. It's exciting to be back in the the, uh, the podcasting game, and uh, I think for a very worthwhile uh, endeavor. Uh, I think I think you would agree. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is something I've always been interested in doing, but uh, uh, I'm not quite the veteran that you are. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, this it's not my first time podcasting. Uh, I podcasted for a couple years and uh, for a slightly more uh, nerdy genre, I guess. Uh, I did Star Wars podcasting for a couple years, and uh, and that was a lot of fun. Podcasting is a great medium, and with what you and I are trying to do, uh, I think it's only natural that we we uh, took this turn and decided to jump into the podcasting arena here. So I'm hoping that. Uh, Whatever skills I had uh, back then, I can uh, bring into what we're doing here. So uh, I guess to explain what that is and, and what we're trying to do, again, this is the Hard Call Ministries podcast, and it's the podcast for Hard Call Ministries. And uh, I guess we can open up first just doing uh, a bit of a, a bio about each of us. Uh, we... Uh, we uh, started up Hard Call Ministries back in August, and uh, this is where we are now. And we can kind of talk about what Hard Call is. So uh, if you want, why don't you give us a little bit of info, Mike? It's, it, this is going to be confusing at all with two mics on the show, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, so yeah, this... <laughs> it, this, this, you guys have a unique opportunity to uh, live through what both of our wives live through when we get together. <laughs> Uh, you call out Mike, and everyone turns around and says, what? <laughs> the number of mics in the house is too darn high. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, give us uh, give us a little bit of info about, uh, you know, who you are, where you come from, and a little bit about your walk with Christ, and uh, and I guess I'll do the same, and then we'll get into what Hard Call is. Okay, yeah, sure. So, um, um, I am your typical output of the charismatic church. Um I grew up in a charismatic church, and um, for years, I thought that, um, you know, just because my parents were pastors, or, you know, I said a prayer that I was good to go, you know, growing up in the church, um, I kind of had this attitude of, well, there's, I've heard it all, there's nothing you can tell me about the Bible, you know, and um, as life progressed, the Lord intervened in very strong ways. And uh, in, in my early 30s, through the influence of uh, those God, you know, uh, put into my life, I realized exactly how bad off I really was that I wasn't saved, exactly how wretched my life was. It's been a uh, downward slope into uh, reform belief ever since. <laughs> that's a good slippery slope. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the slip and slide slope. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's, uh, and I'm glad because I got to I got to witness some of that uh, that turning around in your in your life, and it was uh, I know for me it was a great joy to to see that. So, what about me? This Mike. My name is Mike Moriarty, and uh, 
I, uh, I did not grow up in the church. My story's a little bit different. If I went to church, it was only on Easter and Christmas because, you know, that, that, that gets you in if you just go at the right times of the year. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of what I figured. I figured there was a God, but I guess I had a, a, a agnostic view that he was out there and was not interested. I guess kind of like that, uh, that watchmaker who made the watch and wound it up and then just disappeared and let it run. And uh, when I was in uh, high school, uh, I started dating a girl who was a Christian. And uh, to make the girlfriend happy, I started going to church with her. And it was really awkward for me because uh, I'd never read the Bible. I didn't know any anything about the Bible. I didn't know anything about God or anything. And uh, through God's providence, uh, I chose to go to the summer camp that her youth group went to every year. And there, uh, I finally heard the gospel clearly preached. I was confronted with my sin and, uh, and I repented of my sin and called out to Christ to forgive me and save me. From there, I was going to church faithfully and try to shorten the story up. I was not, still not living the Christian life I, sh- uh, I should have been living. And uh, a little while ago, this thing happened called the, the COVID pandemic. And at the beginning of it, when we were all locked in our houses for those first couple months, my wife and I, who was the girl I was dating in high school, we got married, praise God. And uh, we're in the house and we're kind of looking at our lives and we're asking ourselves, are we really, are we really living the lives Christ would have us live? Or are we being the husband and wife and the father and the mother we're supposed to be? And uh, we had to be honest and, and come to the conclusion that we were not. And we spent a lot of time uh, with uh, YouTube running nonstop with sound biblical teachers. And uh, through that process, it reoriented us to, to it being a biblical household. And uh, I felt uh, the call to ministry. And now I'm currently enrolled at uh, Reformation Bible College in Florida, and I'm working towards a bachelor's to enter into full-time ministry. So it's been quite a, a rowdy two years for us. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And uh, that's led the two of us. The two of us, uh, I think we've grown even closer as friends, especially as uh, now as brothers in Christ. And uh, it's something I'm very grateful for. I know that. And uh, back in August, we started an endeavor called Hard Call Ministries. I was wanting to put what I was learning to use, and I was trying to figure out how to do it, and I've done blogs and stuff in the past, but, uh, you know, I really needed, I really needed a partner, and, uh, and you came to me with a, uh, a domain that you had online, and we kind of collaborated, right. so, uh, how, from, from your perspective, how did we really start, uh, Hard Call Ministries going? So Hard Call Ministries, it, it, it started out as, um, uh, not, I, I guess joke wouldn't be the appropriate word, <laughs> but, um, it, it was, uh, it, it was hashtag fake news. <laughs> um, so, so this was, uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago. So I was in the middle of my, my master's degree in a, uh, multimedia class and they told us, okay, you have to set up a, um, uh, an online ministry to do some kind of devotional or whatnot. 
And so I had all my content ready to go. I knew exactly what I was going to do. And, uh, and, and I, I, I called you up and I said, I've got to come up with a name. This is the worst part of anything is coming up with a name. Like, what do you call your new endeavor? You know? And so I asked you about it and you said, I don't know, man, that's a hard call. And I said, there you go. That's the name. To, to which I was so protesting. It just... Cause it's like, dude, if this is for a grade, you can't just be taking this half cocked approach. Cause I, I was just flippantly answering you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and that's exactly what I did. But you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, it, it grew on us because the the domain sat out there. I mean, it's been a it's been a real website since I don't know twenty 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 or yeah, something yeah, like it's been that. A while. And um, yeah, it's it's been a while. And um, I guess the idea was after I thought about it for a while, it's it, you know, and and I'm sure we'll get into some of this in later podcasts. But the amount of truly solid biblical teaching out there is uh there's there's not a whole lot yeah you know you couple that with uh, what you see going on in the world you know every single day and you you tell yourself at some point you're gonna have to draw that line and you're gonna have to make you know the quote unquote hard call um are you gonna follow christ or are you gonna are you gonna fall away you know, like like the seed that fell on rocky soil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of leads us into you know what we're going to talk about next. Explaining what hard call ministries is 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 what our goal. And you're absolutely right. Is uh, you kind of get the feel from uh, the John's first epistle where he's talking about false teachers, and in in that epistle, whenever he uses the word many, he's not talking about good teachers, he's talking about false teachers. The The scripture is very clear that there are many false teachers out there, and it's apparent. All you have to do is turn on uh, so-called Christian TV these days, and you see a little better than, than Christianized snake oil salesmen out there trying to sell prosperity gospels and, and stuff to everybody. And the, the goal of Hard Call Ministries is to connect believers with sound biblical teaching. You know, we, we create some of our own uh, original content. We, we put out some articles and stuff like that. We're going to have this podcast and we have some other, uh, other plans in the works for the future, but there are great teachers out there. And we, we've uh, talked about them on the website and everything you have anywhere from Ligonier Ministries to uh, Grace to You to One Passion Ministries to Justin Peters and Vody Bauckham and G3 and Founders. Uh, there, there are great resources out there that we right. want to connect people to because uh, the many is is the false teachers. And, and well, you know, and uh, we talked about it. If those listening goes go on our website, uh, we put an article out covering the most recent release of the Ligonier and Lifeway uh, state of theology survey that they do every two years, yeah. which I'm always excited when that comes out. And it takes the, the, how they put it, the theological temperature of the United States to see where people are doctrinally and, and in their belief as Christians. And, uh, I gotta tell you every year it comes out, it's, it, it's, it's not good news. It's, it's not, it's not happy times. You know, we, we see, right. we see everything from 
huge swaths of the uh, you know so-called evan- evangelical church denying the deity of Christ, denying the personhood of the Holy Spirit, denying the the uh, authority and reliability of Scripture, and and this stuff is this stuff is Christianity 101. It's basic stuff. You know, if you're a Christian and you're breathing, you should believe these things. And uh, there's so much bad teaching out there. And we kind of we want to do our part to try and combat that. So so Hard Call Ministries is all about connecting people to uh, sound biblical teaching. And some of that comes from my my story as a Christian. A lot of my time as a young Christian, I had no theology. I had no doctrine. I didn't know what any of this stuff was. It was a uh, very freewheeling kind of uh, of belief. And you know, I had I had really bad theology. I didn't, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know because you don't know what you don't know. And uh, right. And luckily, a dear friend, a, a brother in Christ, uh, introduced me to John MacArthur, and that got the ball rolling, and that led to R.C. Sproul and and other great teachers. And one of the things that we want to see for Hard Call Ministries is what that path that took me years. Of, of going with no good theology and knowing no things is to shorten that path for believers. So if you're a new believer, you're an old believer, if you're trying to get a better grasp of what scripture is teaching you, we want to try and connect you to really good sources. And uh, that's kind of what we want to do with uh, uh, this podcast. We kind of want to, I don't know, give a, a, a layman's introduction to different theological topics. You know, this isn't going to be loaded with uh, $10 words like infralapsarianism or superlapsarianism and stuff that and, and ex- you got you got to you got to calm that <laughs> and and just and just for our listeners benefits I am the layman in the group here <laughs> for however many people are on this podcast now and in the future <laughs> uh, no well no I'm 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 there with you we're we're always learning and uh and uh I know even even with the the education I'm I'm grateful for and being blessed with now every day I walk into class and I learn something new uh, I realize just how much it is I don't know and uh, and uh, so I'm grateful for that but I know it, there's uh, there's technical stuff that some people just it, it can be daunting for them when people hear the word theology and doctrine and stuff a lot of times they get this image of of old men leaning over dusty books and, and desks and it's in these cold back corners of these huge universities and theology is something for the people with 30 letters after their name to, to debate over. And, and uh, that's simply not the case. You know, R.C. Sproul said everybody's a theologian. It's just whether or not you're a good or a bad one. And uh, if you're yeah. reading scripture, you're doing theology. Uh, it's, it's just that simple. Since you made mention of it, and maybe we can figure out how to add a link into this somehow, but um, yeah, I would I would strongly suggest the uh, everyone's a theologian. That that that's a great resource to have. Yeah, that is that's a that's a great primer to get a handle about just what theology is. And his his other book, What Is Reformed Theology, is uh, also a great resource because. I guess we haven't mentioned it, but we uh, on this podcast, it, for for both of us, we come from a reformed perspective of theology, and um, really, that's kind of what we're going to be getting into with this 
first series of podcasts we're coming into. This, this episode is just really an introduction to who we are and what it is we're going to try to be doing. But uh, from coming from a reform perspective, I've seen in the news on the interwebs lately, and it was even trending on Twitter, which is not a thing I thought I was ever going to see, but something new happens every day, is uh, yeah. <laughs> Calvinism was trending on Twitter. And I've seen online on, on the forums and all this stuff, Calvinism has been coming up quite a bit, and it's a very contentious doctrine. And Calvinism, or if you want to call it reform theo- uh, reformed soteriology, which is uh, about salvation, or the doctrines of grace, which I think is a great way of referring to it, is central to Reformed theology. And uh, I do believe these doctrines of grace is a biblical view. It's a biblical doctrine. And uh, the series we're going to be doing in the coming weeks is centered on what is called, more widely known, as Calvinism. And uh, I guess we can move into talking about that, what we're going to have coming up. So we're going to be talking about, each episode, we're going to be talking about the doctrines of grace, a different one. There's five of them. And uh, it comes with the acronym of TULIP. I'm sure some of the listeners have probably heard of that, or they, they may be somewhat familiar with what TULIP is. It's an acronym, and it stands for Total Depravity, Unconditional Election, Limited Atonement, Irresistible Grace, and the Perseverance of the Saints. It's also called the Five Points of Calvinism. And this is what we're going to be going over over the next couple episodes. And, uh, I guess we can give a brief description uh, of exactly what this is. Uh, do you want to take this one, Mike, or do you want me to just keep rolling? Keep rolling. Keep rolling. All right. So the, uh, the doctrines of grace are the five points of Calvinism. And to be honest, I think John Calvin, uh, one of the great reformers of the uh, 16th century, he probably would be less than happy knowing that it's called Calvinism, to be honest. But because really he saw it, and uh, and and we see it today, that it was what the Reformation was about was a recovery of the gospel from the distortion of it by the uh, Roman Catholic Church over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It seemed that the gospel had been covered over by the traditions that had been put in place. So what it is, these five points of Calvinism really deal with salvation, how a person is saved and the aspects of it. That's why it can also be called Reformed Soteriology. Soteriology is the study of salvation. So I guess we can just run real quick through the acronym and give a brief description of these things because each episode after this is going to cover one of the five points uh, of Calvinism because it's really it's a really uh, contested and hotly debated topic in the church. You, you have people from both sides of the camp, which would be Calvinists and Arminists, or Arminians, are sometimes at each other's throats. It, it can be a very, very hot topic. So the T in TULIP stands for total depravity. And what that talks about is that at the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, all of man's faculties were affected by sin, our thinking, our heart, everything about us was tainted by sin. Uh, it was not a destruction of who we were as we were made in the image of God, but it was a corruption that touches every aspect of who we are, body and soul. 
unconditional election speaks to how God chooses people for salvation. In this case, unconditional election speaks to those who God has elected to salvation. He does so based on no merit of their own. You know, you don't bring anything to God to be like, look, this is why I should get in. God has sovereignly chosen us for salvation. The L is limited atonement. And this, this is the real, this is the reason why there are so-called four-point Calvinists out there is because this one people tend to drop off because uh, it's one w- widely misunderstood, much like all of, of Calvinism. But it, it's, if you don't have a proper understanding of God, this one can be hard to accept. The L stands for limited atonement. And what that means is that the atoning work of Christ sufficiently saved those whom God chose to save, and that's it. There is no universal opportunity for everybody to come to Christ, but that God has atoned, uh, given atonement to those whom he has chosen, and that's it. So there is an elect few, and that's it. The I is irresistible grace. This is another uh, hotly debated one, and this is that those who are called cannot resist the call of God, and they will be uh, efficaciously uh, given grace that will bring them to the salvation. So they, they cannot resist the call of God. Once God has called them, his grace works uh, effectively within them to bring them to repentance and salvation. And finally, the P stands for the perseverance of the saints. This is uh, a lot like what a, a lot of uh, people would know as once saved, always saved. When you are saved, when you are justified and regenerated, you are always saved and you cannot fully, finally, and completely fall away from God. When you are saved, you will enter into heaven one day with him. So there's no, there's no, losing, your, there's no losing your salvation. It's just simply not a thing. So, Man, that's, um, a, that's, a, that's a great summary. <laughs> <laughs> a little yeah, long-winded. No, no, it's no, it's good because we're we're going to get into some. Um, I have a feeling we're going to get into. We're really going to get into the thick of it. Oh um, yeah, you know, uh, and and I like I like how MacArthur approaches the doctrines of grace because um, you know, and and he too recognizes how often um, people want to in, insert themselves into history, into time, into in, into the into God's will because they have this this false idea of of who God is and you know and he'll he'll say you know well if you take any of these elements out and truly read the scriptures for face value um it it just turns it into absolute absurdity yeah well it's the it's the difference between uh what theologians would call monergism and synergism synergism is you and God are working together to get you into heaven. Whereas monergism, which is what we would argue is the biblical view, is that God is the sole actor. Now, that doesn't mean you don't play a part, but your part is nothing of your own volition, effort, power, or will. Uh, All of that is involved, but you didn't didn't do that all on your own. And that's a monergistic view of salvation. And um, I think the thing is, is, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. Man has always wanted to save himself. 
And that's yeah. what the world, yep. that's what the world promises is you need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and get the job done. Uh, when we can't, we are, we are absolutely unable to do so. Uh, you know, total depravity, another name for it is, uh, absolute inability. And that's really what it speaks to is that sin has so tainted us that we can't say, we can't do anything to, to save ourselves. We can't do anything even good, uh, by biblical definitions. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to get into the weeds on this one in the coming episodes. I'm actually really excited to to start off with this and I figured as deep as this can get as as harsh as the debate is on this subject, I think it's essential to get an understanding of these doctrines for basic believers because it it deals with our salvation and it deals with really your own personal doctrine of God and your view of God. Do you, do you have a God who is sovereign over everything, including your salvation? Or do you have a God that comes along and helps you? He's kind of a, a, a chicken soup for the soul God who, who, who gives you a hand when <laughs> you need right. it. And, uh, yeah. and, and, you know, that's, that, that's, that was my view of God for, for so long of my, my, my Christian life. You know, praise God, I, I got into the Bible. I got introduced to some really good teachers, and uh, I came to... An understanding of what the Bible really teaches about salvation. So, I do think this is yeah important for us. I, I have here I have here on the show notes talking about what the impact that uh, the doctrines of grace have had on our lives. I didn't know if you had anything you wanted to add uh, in that vein. Yeah, well, it's 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 one of those things where when you are willing to lean in and um, accept. Uh, some of these weightier elements, I believe it does have a profound um, influence on your walk. You know, mm-hmm. so um, when I came to Christ, the, the first thing I did was start looking for a church that was similar to the church style that I grew up in. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I, Mike, I know, I know you painfully watched as, as, uh, <laughs> as, as we were bouncing around to different areas and, and you were very gracious and was like, uh, maybe you need to consider some of this stuff or that stuff that they're saying. And, you know, <laughs> and, and eventually, eventually we ended up at, at, at the same church, yep. uh, before we inevitably, uh, landed where we are now with, um, our family being at uh, Redeeming Grace here in Virginia, and and you being at St. Andrews, but you know this um, this walk down the down the Reformed road, if you will, really puts a a heavier emphasis on the magnificence of who God is, and the more you're willing to accept um, how inept you are as a human, um, how incapable you are as a human. And really grasp onto, um, you know, these doctrines. It, it it makes you realize um, how merciful and how gracious God really is. Like, like you know, it, it's a good thing that I'm not God because I wouldn't accept me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I think they I think they do have a a pretty profound uh, effect on your walk. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right on the head with what you said about how it puts on display the magnificence of God because yeah. what this, this, this understanding of salvation really uh, encapsulates and holds up 
is God's majesty, majesty and his, his sovereignty and his holiness. It holds all of these attributes up where they should be above all creation. It, it magnifies who God is, just like you said, it magnifies his mercy and his grace towards wretched creatures, because that is what we are outside of the grace of God. We are, we are wretched sinners that, apart from his grace, deserve nothing less than to be cast into the eternal fire for all eternity. It's yeah. it, it, God is too holy to be in the presence of of what we are, and uh, that yeah. is the end goal for anyone who is not found to be in Christ, and and that's what that's what these doctrines of grace point to. It is God's sovereignty, and I you know I heard it I heard it explained one time to me before before I had uh, really accepted a, a Calvinistic view of, of salvation is that once you understand election and limited atonement, and these things, once you really understand that, and you see this in Scripture, it's going to make you love Christ even more, and it will really help your faith. And I didn't really understand yeah. that at the time, but once you once you get to this point, and you see this, you can't not see how merciful God is, and you can't not see how his justice is fulfilled. And, uh, and I mean, it, it, it's big God theology is what it is. It's not little God theology. It's big God theology. And that's, that's exactly the way it should be. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be excited to, uh, to be jumping into the deep end of the pool here. And, and, you know, and the goal of this is, is to, to, like we said at the beginning, give it in a layman's way to 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 explain easily i think of uh, the puritan william perkins who was a brilliant theologian in his days one of the english puritans and uh, one of the things about him is as brilliant as he was he was not he was not like the most profound theologian but his gift was in being able to explain deep biblical and theological truths in a simple way for just regular people uh, that that didn't go to the universities for years and years to be able to understand, and uh, right, and that's that's what we want to do with the, the this podcast. That's what we want to do with Hard Call Ministries with the stuff we write and we produce. Is we just want to for the regular regular layperson. You know, this isn't for the doctorate level uh, minister and everything. This is just for the everyday people that sits in the pews faithfully every Lord's Day, and uh, yeah, this is uh, this is going to be exciting doing this. So uh, I think we'll go ahead and start winding this down. We're going to, the next episode, we're going to start jumping into the deep end with the doctrines of grace. And we'll go ahead and start off with the, uh, uh, the, the tip of the tulip with total depravity. So winding Wait, this. Did you, did you, did you just do that? Yeah. <laughs> the tip of the tulip with total <laughs> depravity. Good job. Good job, Mike. Uh <laughs> Uh, I gotta try. So, yeah. Uh, I want to thank everyone who took the time to to download to listen to this. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, if you want to get in contact with us at any time, we are on uh, pretty much all all the major social media sites. We're on Twitter. We are at hard underscore call underscore m. Or if you just look up hard call ministries, you'll find us. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash hardcallministries and our website where you can find our 
or blog posts and other stuff is hardcallministries.com. And uh, also be sure to check the show notes as well, because any material that we've used, uh, we'll, we'll put down there books we've mentioned, websites and articles and stuff, because we want, like I said, we want to connect believers with with good uh, good biblical teaching. So any of the resources we use, we're going to put in the uh, show notes so that you guys are going to be able to click on those links and get to that stuff. So uh, until the uh, very next episode, thank you for listening and God bless you.